What's up, everybody? We're back with two on OSU. As always, I'm joined by my twin brother, Sam Hutchins. Sam, what's going on? Ben, it's good to be back. This feels like a, a big week on the football schedule for, for Oklahoma State. It's a big week in college football, period. Uh, exciting. We'll be on the road soon. Maybe you're listening to this on the on the road drive up to Ames. If, if you're an Oklahoma State fan, leaving Stillwater. But yeah, big weekend all around. Exciting to be back. I uh, I was I was today years old, Sam, when I realized, dang, Ames is a long way up there. That's that's yeah. gonna be a long drive, um, but it's one uh, we'll be making, of course, for the game this Saturday, where Iowa State is a three and a half point favorite. Sam, I want to talk about Ames in that city, Jack Trice Stadium. You were there two years ago in a crazy back and forth game, and Ames is always a place where things get a little weird for the Cowboys. What, what did you see uh, when you were there two years ago and what kind of an environment are the Cowboys going to walk into? Yeah, two years ago when I was uh, very, very, became very familiar with, with the drive up to Ames and just how long it is. Um, but yeah, that was a game. It was a huge turning point in, in Oklahoma State's season. And uh, to set the stage a little bit, you know, it, it's crazy if you think back. Hey, just just two years ago at this time, Oklahoma State was number eight in the country, six and zero, going to Ames, which undefeated seasons have died in the past for Oklahoma State at Ames. And yeah, I, I remember the play. It was it was a little tunnel screen on, on fourth and two to Brennan Presley from the forty two yard line. Oklahoma State was driving down three to tie the game late, and. There was a it was a controversial spot. Maybe it looked like Brendan Presley had gotten pulled over the first down line by some linemen. I think the call on the field was he was short, and it ultimately stood. Uh, but but really, one of those plays, you know, they say it's not fifty fifty because you have to go with the call on the field is. But when the call on the field looks about seventy five percent wrong, then it kind of goes back to being fifty fifty. You do not know what the referee is going to say when they get out of instant replay. But that's where the Cowboys lost. Uh, the the dry, the fourth down was not converted. Uh, Iowa State kneeled it out, and the Cowboys six and zero season became six and one. So yeah, I, I'm expecting a similar environment. Um, you know, I, Iowa State was only four and two in in that game. Obviously, the Cowboys are coming in with less steam. So is Iowa State. They're having a bit of a down year two to start as well in Ames, but it'll be loud. It's a 3 p.m. game. The Cyclone fans, the, the tailgates will be amazing. It, it'll be a big atmosphere. It'll be a good atmosphere. That's, I think, the uh, the ironic thing heading into this matchup, Sam. Of course, in 2011, OSU had that great team, and the college football playoff hopes, or at the time the BCS championship hopes, got a little dashed in Ames. And the same yeah. thing happened two years ago when a great Cowboy team got upset in Iowa State this year, Sam, there's no college football playoff hopes on the line. There's no undefeated record on the line for the Cowboys. And maybe that's a good thing. If they're going to try and win in Jack Trice Stadium, both teams are really struggling heading into this matchup, Sam. I mean, you thought Oklahoma State had problems? Well, so does Iowa State because they just lost uh, 10-7 to to Ohio. Not Ohio State. Like, we're talking about Ohio, the Bobcats. So and both these teams scored seven points last week. You know, it's even even slate. Right. And both of these offenses have been terrible, Sam. Oklahoma State's offense is number 111 right now in total offense with 321 yards a game. Iowa State is even further down the list. They're at number 127. They only average 270 yards a game. Um, and the, the thing about Iowa State is their leading rusher 
averages only 3.2 yards a carry. So offense is struggling for both of these teams. That's right. And presumably you think early in the season, both these teams, you know, they're, they're struggling offensively. Maybe this is a, a get right opportunity or a just, you know, water finds its level return to maybe, I mean, presumably the Cowboys offense isn't going to be terrible all season or you know, only, only put up seven all season. What I'm expecting is early, early in the drive, early in the scripted drive, you know, Casey Dunn's going to feed Brendan Presley. He'll feed Ollie Gordon, both of which I don't think happened enough last week. And, uh, you, you know, you, you can you can toss up the starters again. I imagine all three starters will play again for the Cowboys quarterback-wise. But, Ben, I, here's, here's why I think this game is big. And it's not going to be big on ESPN. It's not going to be near the end of the picks on college game day. But to me, this game feels big because one team is going to leave Jack Trice Stadium feeling, okay, whew, we're back. You know, got, rough, start, rough start aside, got a win against another Big 12 team, 1-0 in conference play, you're, you're, still, you're, you're still alive. And the other team, maybe it's Oklahoma State, maybe it's Iowa State, is going to leave Jack Trice Stadium like, wow, that non-conference struggle, that was not a fluke. Throw the season out the window and throw a match on fire with it. And I don't know which team Oklahoma State's going to be, but this this is a big game. I think it's really going to come down to how Oklahoma State's offense is going to look against Iowa State's defense. For as bad as Iowa State is offensively, their defense is really good. Number nine in the nation in total yards per game. And the key, the thing is, uh, Iowa State's secondary is is kind of the key factor in that which I'm really interested to see how OSU's offense looks against it, particularly the quarterbacks. What does that look like? Do we see Bowman as equally as the other guys after a lot of people thought Bowman maybe took a step back last week against South Alabama? I don't know, Sam. How do you see the offense playing out for the Cowboys this week? Well, if you go by pro football focus, presumably worse, right? Because South Alabama, the secondary was, you know, the quote, weakness of that Jaguars team, and it was supposed to be very exploitable. The only team worse in, in advanced metrics secondary coverage-wise than, than South Alabama was Tulsa, whom OU absolutely threw, you know, miles over last week. So you'd think if, if the Cowboys couldn't throw the ball well against South Alabama, what chance do they have against Iowa State? I don't think the Cowboys are going to be trying to throw the ball a whole lot. They're not going to be able to win a game 38 to 37 against Iowa State, and neither team's going to be able to win like that. But I think the Cowboys, they're going to have to emphasize this running game, getting Gordon going, getting screen passes going. But yeah, I, um, I, I don't think the Cowboys will win by exploiting Iowa State's secondary. I, I just don't see that happening at all. Well, and Sam, you made the point last week. <clears throat> maybe, maybe the Cowboys' recipe for wins is just controlling the game with the run game. The, the backs are averaging nearly five yards a carry, you know, it feels like. Um, so so I don't think that, the you know, OSU just has to stay ahead of the, the game, not yeah. get behind early. I, I mean, you talked about it last week. The Cowboys have kind of a very formulaic way, you think, to win some games in the Big 12 slate. Yeah, and I think the first quarter is huge for, for Oklahoma State to, to get a lead, which they're not able to the last couple of games. And um, if you get behind... I could see this going the same way as South Alabama, which would raise a lot of questions. Um, and and uh, it would raise a long, long 
flight back from Ames for, for Oklahoma State. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. I, I just think that Oklahoma State needs to run the ball well to have any shot in this one. How, how do you think the running back by committee has looked? And I'm working on a story about this, Sam. Have, have any of the players, Elijah Collins, Jaden Nixon, or Ollie Gordon, jumped out to you? Yeah, I think running back by committee works. I, I have no problem with, with, with Gordon, with, you know, Gordon even taking a backseat at times to what Elijah Collins and Jaden Nixon are doing because they do different things well. And you need multiple running backs, not only in a game, you don't need multiple running backs in a game, but throughout the course of a season, you're going to need multiple running backs. So if Oklahoma State wants to have three healthy guys or, or three guys that, that run well late in the year, they've, they've got to start it now. So unlike a, a quarterback carousel, which teams don't do for a reason, reps are, are so important at, at that position, uh, running back by committee works just fine. So I have no problem with that. And I think it's working well for Oklahoma State. I'd say maybe that's the strength of the team a little bit is what Gordon's getting you carry-wise, what, what Jaden Nixon's doing receiving passes out of the backfield. And um, Elijah Collins, I look, pro football focus, says he's a great, great pass blocker. So Elijah Collins, you know, he's no slouch in the other two categories, but he's the best at that, according to pro football focus. So I have no problem with the running back by committee. I think that's working well. Yeah, PFF, according to PFF, OSU is the second best rushing team in the Big 12. And that doesn't you know, grade in yards a game and all that stuff. It's just looking at each play on its own, Sam. Yeah. And Oklahoma State is second in the Big 12, just behind UCF in terms of rushing. But the run blocking, which, of course, ties hand-in-hand hand to that, OSU falls all the way down to 11th. Mm. So think of, what, think of what the Cowboy backs are doing maybe in spite of some of the challenges they're facing with blocking up front. Sure. And this is not a new problem for Oklahoma State. It was all what, what we talked about last year. The Cowboys had a, a committee of, of backs going last year, and it was the same problem. You know, uh, <laughs> the, the, the running backs have had to do more with less for a while now. And people have talked about where did the 40-point the averaging go and the explosive offenses go. And to me, that, that starts a lot with the run game too. You know, it's, there's a huge difference between running the ball and getting a, a second and nine versus second and three. And that just opens up so much. So maybe it's kind of a circle and a cycle you could point to the passing game hurts because there's not enough run game and it's all a cycle. But that's as good of a point to start as any in, in diagnosing where did the Justice Hill offenses go of, of Oklahoma State where, where, where they had no problem putting up 40 points in a game and starts there just as easily as anywhere else. Yeah. So as we look at this game, Iowa State's a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Sam, what, what are your thoughts on how this one shakes out? Well, I mean, if this game's in Stillwater, maybe i take Oklahoma State. But I, I just think two teams that are equally struggling, I, I lean Iowa State in this one. Um, you know, I, I've, I've been the, to Jack Trice Stadium. I was really impressed with, with, the, with the atmosphere there and – and what the what the Cyclone fans do to to impact the game in that place, but I don't know. It's just after South Alabama, it, it's hard to to imagine that team going to a Big Twelve road opponent and winning. But I, I know the the Iowa State folks are saying, "Well, look what just happened here." Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I guess I just lean. Uh, I guess I just lean Iowa State in terms of I view these teams as very similar in in terms of Big Twelve standing and. They're both probably 
if if it hasn't been pressed, the, the hand is right over the panic button in, in those two cities. So I, I lean I lean the home team in this one. I almost wonder if this is a case of all the fans and media who have been covering OSU all season and just watched that South Alabama game go, I don't have any faith in Oklahoma State. And all the people who have been watching Iowa State all season say, I mean, we just watched what happened against Ohio. I don't have any faith in Iowa State. Yeah, exactly. So, so maybe it's just who you've been watching. Um, I, I don't have faith know. in the under. <laughs> yes, no, yes. I, honestly, I'd take the over just because I think it's 35 and a half. And presumably, you know, the, the, the defensive the scores. Are, yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. My bad. I, I cut you off. Who, prediction wise, did, did you want to venture one out? I, I think I'll take the Cowboys in this one, Sam. It. It just can't get any worse than it did against South Alabama. I think this team's going to be awful motivated to, to come out here, and it's a must-win game. I mean, if if you're not going to beat Iowa State with the way Iowa State's playing right now, then who are you going to beat? So I think it's a, a must-win game for the Cowboys, and I think they're going to get it done. I don't think it'll be pretty. I think we'll see a variety of quarterbacks again, but I think the Cowboys will come out on the right side of this one. These are the games we talked about early in the year, you know, preseason. It looked like Oklahoma State's schedule was easy. And it looks like, well, you're, the, the four teams that you're, that you're missing are in the top half of the Big 12 preseason poll. And this is, the, this is one of those, quote, easy games that if you're going to be a team that keeps the OSU's bowl streak alive and, and finishes well, you have to beat Iowa State. You're, you're exactly right. This might be, Sam, the most winnable game on the schedule right now. I mean, if it's not this, is it maybe versus Cincinnati on homecoming? Is it at Houston on November 18th? I mean, if, if, if you, is this the most winnable game for the Cowboys that, that you see? Yeah, it, it's up there. I, I mean, I, I think I, <laughs> usually I have faith in, in what Oklahoma State does at home. I, I still remember the 2021 where, where they didn't lose at home, but after seeing what South Alabama did, it, it, I don't think that that would have mattered if anywhere that game was played. So I, I, I guess I lean probably the, the Cowboys in, at homecoming or something like that as, as the more winnable. Going to Ames, as we opened with, is always a tough place to play. But it's up there. It's in the first tier of games. If, if you're trying to check off potential games down the road for to see what Oklahoma State has to do to get a bowl game, this is one you're checking off if you're drawing up a scenario how to get Oklahoma State to a bowl game. This, this is one you need. No doubt. Any final thoughts on a sickos matchup? If I dare say that this this might be this might this might be a little ugly. I don't know. We'll yeah, see. Yeah, I don't think this will be drawing too many eyes. I think the ratings will be down on on Saturday in Ames, uh, TV wise, national wise. But like we've talked about for for these two teams for for these two fan bases, this is a huge game. Yeah. Because let, let, let's let's drop the scenario. Maybe Oklahoma State goes out and, and balls out. And, and one of these quarterbacks plays really well. And if the Cowboys win 26 to, to seven, then all of a sudden you're thinking, well, you know, had a little slip up in conference play, but the, the conference schedule's gettable and, and Oklahoma State want to know in big 12 play, who knows what can happen. So there is, there is a, a, an opportunity here for, for Oklahoma State to, to feel great and the Cowboys to, to feel great leaving Ames and going into next week We'll see if it materializes, but there's no doubt that there's an opportunity there. That's right, and that's what Casey Dunn said after the South Alabama game. He said he got all of his guys together, told them the Big 12 championship game is still on the table. 
you know, as, as much as it may not feel like that right now, the Big 12 championship game is still on the table for the Cowboys. And Casey Dunn said there's a lot of good players in that locker room. So we'll see how the first step of the road to the Big 12 championship shakes out for the Cowboys on Saturday. It'll be at 3 p.m. on Fox Sports 1 for those staying at home in Stillwater to watch the game. But we'll be there and we'll be covering, as always, for Sellout Crowd. Thanks for joining us for this edition of Two on OSU. <laughs>